Hello, I'm Nick, and today I'm joined by Ziggy Hickson. Uh, welcome to another episode of Screen Peeking, uh, a show where we talk about everything video game related. Today is September 11th, 2020, and today we'll be discussing six topics. Uh, Ziggy, how have you been doing? Uh, I've been doing good. It's, uh, it's a little interesting down here in Oregon. The sky is... Um, the sky my window is very orange. I'm getting kind of tired of that color orange. It's been, it's been a few days. <laughs> Um, yeah. but, uh, other than that, I mean, I've been stuck inside, um, haven't been playing a lot of games. There was, I know a bit of a, like evacuation scare, um, for my town. So I had like a lot oh, really? of my consoles packed up and ready to go. Yeah. Um, I hooked my PC back up. Um, but, uh, other than that, yeah, things have been <laughs> a little, a little hectic, but I mean, it's 2020. I don't know what to expect anymore other than a little hectic. So <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, you got a go bag ready to, with your computer. <laughs> just have to throw it in, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Funny. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that you're good and okay for now, at least. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Some of those pictures were crazy. Uh, it's just a little smoky where I am, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's glad you're okay. <laughs> um, I guess we should start by uh, discussing the Ubisoft Forward that just happened. Uh, I think it was. Yesterday or the day before? I think it was so yesterday, weird. yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was yesterday. <laughs> it feels like so long ago now for me. Um, but yeah, today uh, I wanted to go through a few of the games that they were announcing. Not everything, but a few of the ones that uh, you, I found interesting. Um, I know the first one I was looking forward to seeing was uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been interested Terrible in that name. since... <laughs> yep. God-awful name. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I, since it was oh. called Gods and Monsters, I thought, I'm really interested in this. It totally looks like it's going to be a, similar to Zelda Breath of the Wild kind of game. And I was really excited to, you know, find out more about it. And then, of course, it's just a little trailer and it's been over a year and I was starting to go, come on. Like, I just want to, <laughs> I want to see what yeah. this game's like. And then they had that leaked demo on Stadia for a little bit. And I saw a little bit of that, but then I didn't want to watch too much because I didn't want to kind of ruin it for me and start to have expectations that the game would be like that when it's alpha or something. Mm -hmm. So now seeing what it looks like, I'm going to say I'm strongly interested. The main thing that pulls me away from the gameplay I've seen is the fact uh, I'm just not a fan of the UI. <laughs> I'm not yeah, a fan no, the of UI the big terrible. buttons and the, the way the stamina looks and the weird like notches on the side and for me, like, I think the game looks like it'll be fun to play, and from what I've heard from people, it seems like it plays kind of like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I loved the way that played, where you like hold a button down to get your four options for abilities, and you those with your combat, or you can just use your like light attack or heavy attack, and then both like on controller, it's like L1, R1, or left bumper, right bumper to like parry at the right time. I found that super fun in Odyssey, so. I'm down for that. I don't need it to be combat like Zelda Breath of the Wild and I don't need your weapons to break or anything like that. Then seeing like the RPG elements of like different armor and weapons that kind of boost different stats and do extra things. That all looks cool. Um, but then the things they did pull from Zelda, very similar art style, very similar grass, <laughs> very similar, yeah. uh, you know, the open world, being able to glide, being able to climb anything as long as you have the stamina and uh, the shrines or diving into the world. <laughs> all that stuff is very similar of course but um yeah that's what makes me kind of more excited to play it is that 
I'm down for a game that could potentially spend or cause me to spend about a hundred hours or <laughs> in it. And it's coming out in December, December 3rd, I think. Yeah, I don't remember my so my impressions of the game, I think, were very different from yours because <laughs> I, I also was optimistic about the game. I was pretty excited for that reveal. I liked just the way it looked. I mean, obviously, like that initial reveal, the first thing a lot of people thought was like, oh, it's Ubisoft's Breath of the Wild. Like, cool. Yeah. A lot of games are doing that now. They're kind of going off that. What I didn't expect is um, A, just kind of how hard they went and how obvious it was with kind of, I mean, I don't want to say ripping off, but like taking elements from Breath of the Wild and using it there. Like the wings of Icarus, or yeah. not Icarus, uh, Daedalus are like exactly the same as the glider except they don't seem as fun and, you and can't glide the open backwards. world looks <laughs> yeah the the open world looks like breath of the wilds but not as cool like hmm. so so much of the stuff it does it looks like it's trying so hard well okay the the way i can word it best is do you remember when breath of the wilds like gameplay kind of got announced and a lot of people were like oh shit like this looks like Zelda's just kind of becoming like a weird Assassin's Creed, like Ubisoft game. Like, I don't like that. Like that's not the direction I want for the series before we realized like how different it actually was. From how how Nintendo it, it was. <laughs> yeah. And it, this game kind of seems like what we all feared breath of the wild would end up being in a way. Like it seems like breath of the wild, like in some of the cool parts from Breath of the Wild, but not as good, but it also seems like a lot of the stuff that really turns me off from like Assassin's Creed and other Ubisoft games, like, um, I don't know, like so, I don't know, so many things just felt like Breath of the Wild, but like without the charm of Breath of the Wild, like even the art style really did not look that great to me. Like it looked fine, but Breath of the Wild just looked so much better. And it's hard, like it's so hard because you're comparing, better, but different. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> It, well, because you're comparing one of my favorite games of all time, what yeah, I consider yeah. to be like the best game ever made to another game. So obviously it's like that's a pretty fucking hard comparison. So I'm trying not <laughs> to be too hard on it. But like it's so much of it like but but when they're inviting that comparison, it's hard to not feel that way because they, they absolutely yeah. are like and it's I don't know, like watching because IGN put out like a 20 minute gameplay reveal. Oh, I haven't seen a that. demo. Yeah, and, like, from the gameplay they showed in the trailers, like, I thought it looked fine, but then watching that, I was like, ooh, this is, like, uh, like, the flying just looks weird and janky, the level design and, like, the puzzle design doesn't look nearly as good as Zelda's, um, which, I mean, again, like, it's a high bar, but I don't know, I, th I, I think it'll be fine. I want to pause you there for a second, though, because Zelda Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games of all time. It's not my number one, but it, but it's up there, right? And mm -hmm. I would say... They have 120 shrines. When you're talking about the puzzles in Zelda Breath of the Wild being so good in general, there are a bunch in there that are pretty lame. <laughs> They're not Yeah, not I mean, very there's a few in there that aren't good, but so. when you have the puzzle that they show, like the puzzles they show in that, like, the what is supposed to be, like, the best part bit of your game that you're showing, like, the best thing to show, you, like, you wouldn't want just kind of the, like, D tier, like, eh, it's fine, it's a throwaway shrine. Because I agree, some of the shrines aren't great, but, like... Mm -hmm. With, like, watching the puzzle in there, like, you know, there's, like, those few steps to puzzles where it's, like, you identify what you're trying to do, you figure out how to do it, and then you actually execute it. Like, it, when, like, looking at that puzzle, and even the person playing in that demo, like, it looked like they didn't even know what they were trying to do for a while, like, they didn't even know what the goal was, and that's, like, ooh, <laughs> like, that's, like, the, that's a really bad sign for puzzle design, you know? And it's, I don't know, it's, like, it's so, I, 
I don't, I really don't want to be too hard. I think it will be a fine game. I think it will be a perfectly fine seven or eight out of 10. Like it's good. It's a Ubisoft game. It's about what I would expect. Um, but when they're so directly inviting comparisons to Zelda, it's like, it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> like I've already played Zelda. I, I, yeah. I'm not super down to play Zelda again, but not as good, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I'm only defending it because <laughs> I think it needs somebody to defend it here, but, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I agree that I don't think it's going to be like for us, at least it won't be as good as Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, for mm-hmm. me, I was thinking about how it might be more accessible though, for some people who play, uh, or tried Zelda and maybe it wasn't for them for multiple different reasons. Maybe it was too challenging. Um, I mean, <laughs> My default was to laugh at people who, you know, found it challenging. But but at the same time, like, it's true. Some people find that game too hard right at the beginning because mm-hmm. you just want to, like, get used to the combat maybe and learn something. But your weapon breaks after four hits every time. And you're maybe not used to that type of game. You have to learn, oh, I have to go and collect these things. But I can't find anything or I can't find enough stuff to create a, you know, a potion or whatever. Or I don't even understand how to make potions yet. And maybe they're just finding it too challenging at the beginning. Maybe having a game that is a little bit more, um, I'm not saying it's like directed for people who don't know how to play games or anything like that. It's just like, this might be a more accessible way to play a game that's similar to Zelda Breath of the Wild, but you're not going to be as challenged with, uh, you're engaging in a fight and now you can't do it <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just, that was something I've heard from some people. Uh, that they found the game to Zelda too hard, and mm-hmm. that's why they didn't want to do it. Uh, Taylor is one of them, and mm-hmm. so this might be a perfect kind of game that if she wants to do that kind of exploring and create her own character and do that, this might be better for her. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna turn all the UI off when I when I do get the oh, game. Oh god, yeah, no, <laughs> like I think the UI is actually a really great example for me of why I'm kind of turned off by it, like because it's. So like part of part of what made Breath of the Wild so beautiful and so wonderful to play is just how like simple it is because it's so much harder mm-hmm. to design a really really simple game than a really complex game, and like Breath of the Wild it was just like it wasn't bloated. I mean it had a shit ton of content, but I still don't think it was bloated in its design. Like it, everything just felt purposeful. Like there was almost no UI and like almost no music, mm-hmm. and like everything was just so minimal and nice. And then when you look at this, it's just like there's so much color and so much like stuff on the screen or like they had pretty much the identical shot, you know, in the opening of Breath of the Wild where he like runs up the hill and then the camera pans out and shows like the castle and all like the fields and stuff. Yeah. And they had like the same shot there, but it just looked cluttered as hell. Like there was that, but then there was <laughs> just monsters fucking everywhere and like these big things. And it was just kind of like cluttered to look at, which uh-huh. is, I mean... Again, that's not I like that's kind of what turns me off from Assassin's Creed. I know a lot of people love that stuff. And it seems mm-hmm. very much like Origin um with sort of a Breath of the Wild. I mean I don't want to say Breath of the Wild skin. That sounds like I'm ragging on a bit much. It seems like if you like Odyssey, you'll like this game. Maybe like less so than if you like Breath of the Wild, you'll like this game. Like it seems yeah. much more in that like Assassin's Creed open world RPG with the traditional conventions of an open world RPG and that sort of thing, just with some elements of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, two more notes that I wanted to say uh, is that like with their trailer for this Mortals Phoenix Rising, I noticed the music was like, what was it? Like it was some 
Owen singing. Oh god, I, the music was, I, was so terrible. Off. Some yeah. like I don't know. Some it wasn't the, from it wasn't a soundtrack from the game or anything like Zelda's yeah. was when you had the first trailer. And I feel like that's a big mm. part too. It's like it gives you that feeling of excitement and wonder and all that stuff. And then mm. you <laughs> see this, yeah. and it's like. It felt like the kind of trailer you see, or the kind of song you'd see in just every other, like, a million other game trailers. Or a movie. (laughs) And not not the reveal trailers, the, like, TV spot trailers, where they just have, like, some generic song over, like, the action scenes, like, woo, look, it's fun, it's cool, whatever, this will appeal to the broadest audience humanly possible, Mm -hmm. instead of, like, actually setting what the tone is of that game. Because having, like, I mean, it's Greek, you know, there's gods, there's monsters, that's a better <laughs> title for the game, but then, you know, you're, like, hero, and then it just had this weird sort of, like, pop song in the background, which is, like, I, that's not really, like, the tone that this game seems to be going for, so, yeah, that was weird. Um, yeah, and then the other thing I wanted to mention um, about the game was, like, the character, the Phoenix, I guess, character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you can customize them, or her, or they, or whatever. But uh, that character them, themselves, they looked separate from the world, in my opinion. I actually thought the world, yes. and I thought the <laughs> enemies actually did look cool. I thought they did look mm-hmm. nice, but I thought your character looked too much like a, like a, you know, a custom, generic custom character. <laughs> you got the, the like, I, I don't know. It just looked like they didn't. I don't know if it's the texture. Or what it, it was, was like that sort of it like so Xbox separate. avatar type thing. It looked like it was, they didn't yeah. belong in the world for some reason. And like mm. Link or any of the characters in Breath of the Wild look like they're a part of the world. Whether I don't know if it's like graphics thing, I don't know if it's an art thing, but I think it's it's it it's, seems very much like art direction. Like when I said Breath of the Wild looked a lot better, for me it's just art direction. Like it they're definitely different art styles, but I think Breath of Wilds is just so much more consistent. Like a lot of the enemy types looked like they were from different games. Like you said, the character models mm-hmm. didn't like the character model didn't really fit in the world. Like there'd be like a smoke effect that was like cell shaded and looked super cartoony, and then other stuff that seemed like it was trying to be realistic. Yeah. Like it seemed like I know this game sort of restarted development a little bit through. Yep. Like and I part of me like it really seems like a lot of the stuff in there was just pulled from how the game used to look over. And so it's this weird, like, mix of art styles that kind of clashes with each other sometimes. Yep. I, watching it, I, and this was the other part to my second part, (laughs) or second point, uh, was that it looks to me, because I was watching this going, okay, Assassin's Creed Odyssey stuff, I think they pulled a lot of assets from Odyssey for this. And Mm -hmm. I think they pulled a lot. And uh, I know, and like, the thing that made me start thinking that originally was the, the Leap Stadia demo. And how they had the compass at the top of the screen that was from Odyssey. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. You do that for alpha, like, for just testing things and whatever. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, obviously, if you're just replacing something with a different art or a different look, the main one that got me for this trailer, watch back to where, um, I think it's in the, tr- it might just be the game uh, gameplay demo somewhere. But, like, I think it was at the end of the Ubisoft forward when they're showing, like, a little bit of gameplay. But you see uh, Phoenix, uh, she, in this case, like she's flying forward and then she dives down and then it's like flying forward again. And it totally made me think of um, you play Assassin's Creed Origins or Odyssey and you play as the hawk and you're gliding slowly forward. And then you can press a trigger, but uh, the trigger on the controller and you'll do a dive bomb and you go straight down and then you can let go and you kind of glide again. And it made me think, am I just when you jump off, are you just like using the, the hawk? whatever it's called you know the yeah. animations and like kind of just re 
be rigging your your character to that because <laughs> you got the wings going you got the <laughs> diving and everything and i was like that would be yeah. weird and then you see obviously with the hold the button down to get your abilities in the corner of the screen so you can select those that's all the same then you got your your equipment menu which obviously could be rearranged but you still have an equipment menu you still got your map you still got your there's just a lot of that stuff where i'm like oh interesting like yeah this mm -hmm. is pretty much odyssey but it's reskinned re and mm -hmm. they've added an actual probably i'm guessing it's not going to be as big as odyssey i hope <laughs> like but like an open mm -hmm. world that's like manageable with different regions that have different environments and stuff. Mm -hmm. i don't know that was just like my vibe when i was watching the trailer and or the gameplay after i was like oh i see a lot of things being used here and maybe i'm totally wrong but it totally looked like that to me yeah yeah all right um also at the event um the like riders republic was there i think that, that was a new game right that they revealed yeah i have nothing um, to say about that one <laughs> i i thought it looked cool like i was one of the i played a bit of steep when it came out and this looks really similar to steep and then it's like open world i'm guessing you can do a bunch of different stuff in it It looks fun it looks like it'll be fun for a few hours i wouldn't pay 60 dollars for it yeah, um yeah. the prince of persia remake i have absolutely no affinity for that series so that didn't really do anything for me me too um, sorry sorry people who <laughs> care <laughs> yeah i i i like i just haven't played a prince of persia game so i don't really have an opinion scott pilgrim yeah. coming back though I'm very excited for. I'm really, really excited about that because um, that's a game I haven't played. I fucking love that movie, though. Like, and I, I haven't read the comics either. Yeah, but the Scott Pilgrim Saves the World movie. Like, I adore that movie. Edgar Wright is, like, one of my favorite directors. Um, and so, and then the, the, the game got taken down, like, a while ago from digital stores because of, like, its license ran out or something. Um, yeah. Which is too bad because I know a lot of people really love it. So... The fact that they're bringing it back for the 10th anniversary makes me so, 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 so happy because I want to finally play it. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, and then you have down uh, Assassin's Creed launching November 10th with yeah, the for, Xbox. Uh, Valhalla. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then free upgrade from the Xbox One to Series X or S. Yes, um, I think that's really interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. or good they, they announced it's that before good. though right yeah this is just that wasn't for the ubisoft yeah. forward <laughs> yeah. that's just me just saying like i want to just say kudos to ubisoft for making their their mm -hmm. xbox one or ps4 version or i don't actually know about the ps4 one but i saw the xbox one version can be upgraded to series mm -hmm. uh, s or x for free mm -hmm. and i think that's how it should be um but uh that's something that i was going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make fun of myself for a second here uh last week's episode i started out by saying i want to talk about backwards compatibility and standard and stuff and said oh we're gonna talk about that later and so far in two episodes that we've done <laughs> i've said we're gonna talk about something <laughs> at the beginning of the show and we didn't get to it so i'm determined to make sure we talk about everything today <laughs> So I made sure not to say what we're going to talk about at the beginning this time, but I definitely want to address uh, the uh, the no back or the backwards compatibility from last week. Um, but yeah, uh, Hyrule Warriors Two was also announced, and uh, you seemed very excited about that. So why don't you uh, <laughs> tell me how yeah, excited am, you are? <laughs> I am hyped for this. Um, so I never played Hyrule Warriors One. To be fair, I have never actually played a Musou game, um, like in the Dynasty Warrior games and stuff. I always thought they looked interesting, but I just never really wanted to take the jump. 
Um, yeah. What makes me really excited for this, though, is that it's a prequel to Breath of the Wild. It's not like Hyrule Warriors 1, where it was just sort of like, oh, it's characters you like, shit's happening, I don't know, put them in a game, kill some moblins, it's fine. Um, and then, uh, but this, I just really, really like what they're doing with the story. The fact that it's about, like, the big calamity that happened. God, a lot of Breath of the Wild on this episode. Um, I... Uh, like, I don't That's know, just, just the time period. Yeah, the time period it's set in is really, really cool to me. The fact that you're playing, like, as the champions and being with all those characters that are dead by the time. I don't know, it's almost like a Breath of the Wild reach in a way. Where, like, um, <laughs> yeah, I like, guess because so, you, yeah. you know how it ends. Like, you know it ends in tragedy. You know all these characters you're going to be playing with in this game are going to die except for Zelda and Link. And so, starting a game and knowing that. Like if they do, if they have like actual cutscenes in this game and do something with the story, which I hope, I think they will. Um, I like, I'm really, really excited for something like that. Even if it, and they like didn't even put Zelda in the name, so you, they they're definitely separating it from um, the game. And I appreciated that they also still like addressed Breath of the Wild too. They're like, hey, it's coming, you'll get more soon. Um, but like, and it's not like a Nintendo developed thing; it's just licensed and published. Um, and it's which, canon. <laughs> yeah, it's canon, yeah, which I which I like nice. that Musou games are finally becoming canon. Like I, I just really appreciate that for like a Zelda licensed game, this isn't a throwaway thing. Like it is a genuinely canon, it's gonna add meaningful story content. Mm -hmm. A story content that I wanted more of in the base game. Like I wish there was more of those flashback cutscenes to the calamity in Breath of the Wild. Um because I think that time period is just really interesting. So I'm Absolutely. I'm super, super excited to play this and I mean, it's mostly just a story. The gameplay will probably be kind of whatever for me, but yeah, that's that's okay. <laughs> yeah, for me, um, I just want to watch any cutscenes there are, <laughs> anything important mm -hmm. for the story, and I'll watch someone else play because I don't want to spend my time playing that game. That's just my opinion mm -hmm. on it. That's fine. <laughs> I just yeah, it doesn't look fun. Mm -hmm. No, you but... Musou games are definitely not for everyone. Like it's it is a lot of button mashing and like. I don't know. That's not that's not engaging to a lot of people, but flashy that's, actions. Yeah, that's, that's definitely fair. Yeah. So uh, I want to before I forget again, let's address uh, backwards compatibility in games and uh, not just backwards compatibility, but a mixture of that and like how Xbox is their smart um, delivery stuff and just games, whether they can be played. Uh, so let's say I'm buying a game right now on the Series X or S, whatever, and Xbox makes a new console. Should it be playable on the new console? <laughs> and is that a fair uh, expectation for people? Because, mm -hmm. you know, some people just go, oh, well, that makes sense. You know, PlayStation 5, you know, uh, they're not going to play every single PlayStation 4 game, but they'll play most of them. They'll play all the ones you probably care about. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, th there's people that will get really fiery about it one way or another. So <laughs> I'm just wanting to mm -hmm. address the fact, um, like, you know, should that be an expectation? Should uh, publishers, developers, and uh, companies all just embrace the fact that hey, if you make a game, it's just out. If you want people to more people to buy the game after it's come out, make some content for it that looks cool that <laughs> you can just bundle with the game or whatever. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, I you, uh... yeah so short answer yes like I think it's in today's day and age where consoles are just 
PCs, like there's really no reason why full backwards compatibility shouldn't be a thing. Like they run on essentially just PC hardware. It's not like it's not like going from the PS3 to the PS4 where the PS3 like, had some yeah. weird fucking architecture yeah. that was really hard to emulate. Exactly. And so like, yeah, it makes sense it wouldn't affect I don't like it. I wish they did. Like that's one of the things I really like about the Xbox One is that you could play Xbox 360 games, like most of them. Um uh and so yeah, it's kind of annoying that PlayStation won't just give you full PS4 backwards compatibility. Like that it seemed be like they can. It's not that difficult. If and well, so it might be pretty difficult. It might just not that they can't either. You're right. I, guess, I think it's just the amount of time and they, money yeah, it would take. They can. Is it worth it? And for them. Yeah. I but I wish they would though, because like I know for me, the Xbox One was the first like non Nintendo console that I owned. Um and so I didn't play a lot of Xbox 360 games. Like mm-hmm. I I know like Mass Effect is a big one that I played super, super late and I only played all those games because of backwards compatibility, you know? Um and so for people who are only getting into gaming with this next generation, like same thing for them. Like if they want to play, um, I was going to say like God of War, but that will almost certainly be the <laughs> vaccine federal. I'm trying to think of like PS game games that weren't as popular on the PS five that might not be in that top thing, but are still absolutely worth playing. Cause I think they only said it's like the top a hundred games or something. And that's not that many in the grand scheme of every PS five game. Um, and yeah as long as bloodborne's in there that's all i care about (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know like it's i i just wish they would and maybe that's an unrealistic expectation but i don't think it is because like xbox has been doing it and they're continuing to do it and i don't see why sony can't you know and as for like remasters and stuff i don't think that's necessarily as necessary like because that's just up to the individual developers if they want to package it up and bundle it again um they like with what control is doing i actually wasn't that um peeved by it it just felt like the traditional way of doing things where you know you just make like a game of the year edition or ultimate edition or whatever and then put it on the next generation with all the dlc so people can play it it just felt like that but they had a weird way of messaging it um yeah so with that control thing like that i actually do think that's a problem I do think that's a big deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that that, I think that people have a right to sell their game however they want, mm-hmm. but they deserve whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever way people react to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a, a smart choice would have been to just say, "Hey, you already bought the game. You supported us. Like, you're literally only punishing the people who supported you from the beginning." Mm-hmm. If I think no, I think if no one bought their have... game. Do you think they would be doing any version to be <laughs> upgradable? You know what I mean? Well, that, that sort of brings me to my point, which is that if they didn't do any sort of upgraded version, I don't think people would really care because it's, yeah. I mean, it's like a year old game. And so them having a, it's like a bundled together version with updated graphics or whatever on next gen um, is I don't know. It, like it. Like I, I definitely get what you're saying. Part of the thing that gets me about it is the fact that if you bought the game and all the DLC, you still don't get the next gen thing, even though you have all the same content that's in yeah. the ultimate edition. Like well, I do it's, think it's, they should just give you the ultimate edition for it's that. Splitting like that. your community. It, it's uh, mm-hmm. and even if it's not a multiplayer game, like where it's like Call of Duty, you get these maps, you get these maps, and you can't play together or whatever. Like back in the day, <laughs> but like mm-hmm. it's not like 
that necessarily but when you have two people who are like oh I, I got control and i got control and i got it first oh well, i got it later <laughs> and i oh we have the same content yeah well mine can get upgraded to the, my new xbox or whatever <laughs> it's like oh mm -hmm. well that's cool like why does my friend get to do it and i don't like i spent the same amount mm -hmm. of money that's kind of mm -hmm. where i go that like logically it just doesn't make it, it's not a uh it's not a smart move that's all mm -hmm. if want people to like your brand <laughs> that's all mm -hmm. yeah it just doesn't give faith um, for the next game to come out do you want to buy it right when it comes out well no i'd just buy it later either when it's on sale or when there's a bundle <laughs> i can like or i'll buy it on pc and yeah it's always <laughs> playable <laughs> you know yeah yeah i i do i do kind of wish like i mean i'm this i feel like maybe it would not go over so well with developers but it would be nice if they could somehow just standardize that like smart delivery thing where developers just had to kind of give you whatever their next gen version is um but that they don't have to like yeah they don't have to but like because smart delivery exists but if that was just sort of like a mandated thing on their platform like that would be nice. I don't think it's realistic in any way, shape, or form, but it would be nice. I, so that's where, like, I don't know exactly how smart delivery is different from backwards compatibility, other than it's a term that will cover a few things. Like, okay, your game's playable so, and your saves will be uh, able to transfer. And so smart delivery with each other. Smart Smart delivery basically covers, like, I remember, if you remember from this last generation, you know, there'd be, like, Call of Duty would come out, and then the new consoles would come out, and then they'd release Call of Duty again on the new consoles, and it had better graphics or whatever. So, smart delivery just means you get that second release of Call of Duty or whatever. Or, in this case, like, Cyberpunk is a great example. You get the next release of Cyberpunk, which is, like, a different disc, in theory. Or, it would have been a different disc. Backwards compatibility just means you can play the game you have and it's not the updated graphical version it's just it's just the game and i think they like upscale it or something or not upscale it but it can like run at higher resolution frames per second if that's supported but see i feel um, like isn't that just a patch or a download for it not necessarily because in the case of a lot of things like the just backwards compatibility version might have like i said i might run in 4k at 120 frames per second great um I think that's like what Gears 5 is doing. Um, but for something like, say, Cyberpunk, the next, like the actual next gen version might have ray tracing and it might have better particle effects and it might have a longer draw distance and it might have all these other things that aren't just simple backwards compatibility features, but actually like in engine upgrades. Yeah. yeah. Um, that how do they add isn't... that? How do they give that to you? Let's, even if you bought a disc. Um, so, yeah, and that's where smart delivery comes in, is it just gives you that second version of the game if you already own the first one it's basically like similar in if you bought like a game on your xbox and a game on your computer um and then you it would just make those uh, like it would, it's basically just giving you for free the second version of the game instead of just letting you play the old version of the game on a new console it is very weird and hard to explain but like even for control i, I just don't think it's have... any different than backwards compatibility because even if you have the disc of cyberpunk and you, even if you got it this November, and then mm -hmm. you got a patch to download that, and maybe it's not considered a patch, right? You're redownloading the whole new game. It's still a digital thing. Your disc is still the old one. Like, um, mm -hmm. there's no reason why uh, PlayStation couldn't just do that too. You know, they go, oh, check your disc <laughs> or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. you have to have your disc in there, and then you get the 
the other install and then you have to have that disc in maybe just to play that second install but i don't know if like i think just smart delivery in my opinion it's just a it's an easier term to understand like okay this game is being covered because right now there's so many companies or developers coming out with different like oh this will mm -hmm. you know progress forward with this and not with that and this and that and it's like yeah it's nice to just have a term that okay yes you can play your saves and your game the better mm -hmm. version later if it's out and well the it'll go back and the, forth. a big thing between backstage compatibility and smart delivery is that even on something like control or i know 2k um isn't or like has weird support for it as well is you can still just play the old version on like with backwards and compatibility and it'll look nicer on Series X. Um, like that has nothing to do with smart delivery. That's just like you can play that old software. Yeah. It's like yeah. um it's it's basically okay. Here here's a good way of explaining it. It's like if I upgraded my PC, I could still play all my old games. I could just run them at higher settings and they would look nicer on my new PC, right? Mm -hmm. Um but if I wanted to play like Bioshock, for example, where if I had Bioshock before, but now I have a new PC after I didn't build one for like 10 years and I want to play Bioshock Remastered, I would have to rebuy the game because Bioshock Remastered has all the fancy new lighting and like new textures and all these things that make it look much better than the original. And what Smart Delivery does is it just gives me Bioshock Remastered. I don't have to buy that again. It gives me like the new and updated version of the game for newer hardware. Um, whereas yeah. before, like if that wasn't a thing, I would just have to play the original Bioshock and I have a nicer computer. Like I can run it better. I'll have like faster load times cause I have an SSD in it. Like, but it's still just, the so original it's, just, Bioshock it's essentially and it's still a, limited by it's a tool for yeah. developers to use in order to give the customer that better version of the game. Maybe. Yeah. Right? It's basically, it, yeah. It's yeah. basically just a way of giving you the remaster for free. Because, Which is nice. Like yeah. I, I appreciate that. I do want the remaster for free. I don't want to rebuy it. Yeah, um, it's still up to the developer, but it's a tool that they could use to say, yes, it's, <laughs> it's. Uh, we'll just make sure that whoever has this version, the older mm -hmm. version, can get this newer one, and then they're mm -hmm. done. Check the box or whatever. <laughs> but mm -hmm. all right, I think we beat this up enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the those topic Xbox. number five. Yeah, let's yeah. let's go with uh, the new Xbox Series S being shown. Uh, a bunch of specs for it. Um, I have most of them <laughs> in my brain, I think. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it'd be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I got that. Uh, yeah. Well, so, the big thing is it's basically just a Series X, but with 1080p and a 512 gigabyte SSD. Other than that, like it runs games basically the same. It has all the same features and stuff. Yeah. I think they are trying to focus on parity uh, with the CPU more than anything. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. games were easier to scale down to the Series S, as uh, when you have uh, you have to scale a game down, throttled by your CPU on the system, it's going to be a lot harder to uh, scale that down. Whereas uh, mm -hmm. with the with the GPU, it's going to be easier to essentially a slider, right? <laughs> You're going to mm -hmm. be able to control that a little easier. Um, but yeah, so it's coming out November 10th along with the Series X. Pre-orders start September 2nd, and uh, it's coming out for well, what's it for you? <laughs> what's the price for you? Because it's um, different for me. <laughs> two two ninety nine US dollars. Yeah, and then uh four ninety nine US dollars for the Series X, which is I'm very happy with those prices. Like that yeah. is, um the the Series X I thought it would be five or six hundred dollars. So I'm glad it's the better of those two prices because <laughs> six hundred dollars is here a in lot. Canada. It's six hundred yeah, in Canada yeah. and it's 
400 for the S here. So yeah. that's a bummer. But yeah, it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm glad it is not as bad as I thought it might be, which, I mean, that sounds depressing, but I'm, I'm genuinely glad. Like, uh, $499 US is a very, very fair price. That's the same yeah. price as the Xbox One launched at. That's the same yep. price as the One X launched at. Like, that is very fair the 300 for the series s though i think is huge like, that is amazing they that's they have pretty much single-handedly won the price war with ps5 is there a price war the, the, <laughs> i mean I, well there is like i mean cheaper console has an edge and when you have that yeah. 299 option like that is that's a really big sell like i know it's um, on par with the switch now yeah yeah totally and and it has ray tracing and an ssd and can load games super fast and also has all these next gen features um like in just the same and it's a really great option for like people who want to get into next gen but don't actually care that much about things like 4k like me i don't really care about 4k resolution doesn't matter as much to me 1080 or 1440p is what it runs at 1440p is plenty for me um and I think it's a really, really great middle ground option between just not upgrading and spending like five, six hundred dollars on a new console. And yeah. like we'll see, because I know the PS5 um, has that like discless version, and I don't think that's going to be anywhere near three hundred. To be honest, like no. my my guess for PS5 prices will be four ninety nine US dollars for the main one, and then like four forty nine, like four fifty bucks for the discless. Um, I'll be surprised if it's lower than that. But I think I think this is a really, really huge step for Xbox. I think this is going to do great things for their brand, especially after not having like Halo Infinite and taking a few hits recently, having yeah. the like general consensus around that announcement being overwhelmingly positive is is really, really huge. Yeah, so I think uh I think having the PS5 at 449. We're just going to talk US dollars here. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, having it at 449, I I think that makes sense. But I I'm more convinced that they got to go with the they got to go with 499. Uh, match the Xbox Series X. I know <laughs> I know that it's not as powerful of a console necessarily, but I think that. Uh, or their tech with oh, their I was SSD. talking 449 for the discless version. Oh, oh. And then 499 for the for the version with a disc. Oh, I misheard then. Sorry. Uh then yes. <laughs> I agree. Mm -hmm. Uh besides that though, uh I'm really interested or I think it's really cool and uh, interesting how Xbox is approaching all the different markets and how mm -hmm. with specifically talking about the Series S right now, we have a for you I guess $300 console. That's uh, basically the same price as a Switch. Now, who has Switches? Lots of people. Who? Mm -hmm. like, I know so many people who an, like are barely an, gamers and they have a Switch. So what I'm trying to say is, if you're an Xbox player and you only play on Xbox, there's a good chance if you have anything else, it's going to be a Switch. And same mm -hmm. with the PlayStation people. They're going to be like, oh, I might get something else. I'm going to get a Switch because you can only play the Switch games, right? Switch or Nintendo has their great library of games. Xbox doesn't quite have that yet. They have a few great ones and that's it. 
but with all these games start coming out for xbox where they have this uh avowed one they have fable they have halo and these all turn out to be really great and you can only play them on game pass or on the xbox right and you're a playstation player you're gonna be like well it's only 300 bucks i'm just gonna get an xbox as well the discless version that's fine maybe i'll get game pass ultimate as well and i'm going to be able to stream my games to my tablet my phone or whatever and then Mm -hmm. i'm going to be able to uh, access all these games for whatever 15 to 25 20 bucks a month or month or whatever um and then like just all those different ways and like or or if someone's who's just interested and they go hey i just want to like check a bunch of games out on there and see what they're like first i'll just subscribe for a month on game pass uh and i'll stream them to my phone just see what they're like if i really like it then Mm -hmm. maybe i'll get an xbox i just think the 300 dollar thing is perfect for the place to to get into those playstation families for the xbox brand Mm -hmm. and that's the thing too is i forgot to mention this there's a third skew too there's x cloud like if you don't want to buy an Xbox at all, you can still, like, have that streaming option. You can play Game Pass games just, like you said, from your phone or your computer or whatever, even if you're on, like, a Chromebook or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and that's a totally valid option. Like, it's not the best way to play it. The Series S isn't the best way to play it, but that's okay. Like, it's good enough. for If you're just wanting to try out some stuff and get into that family, it's a really, really solid option. It's, and yeah, it's I think with those three SKUs and the way that they can just sort of like ease you into the Xbox family, because that's, I think, the main thing they want. They just want you in the family. They want you spending money in that ecosystem. Um, they want you to get used I to think, spending money in that ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and like I know for me, like I still buy mo- like I have both a PlayStation and an X. Well, I have a PlayStation 4 Pro and a launch Xbox one. So technically playing games on my playstation is a better experience because it's a much more powerful console um but i still usually play games on my xbox just because like it's the platform i'm more familiar with like i'm already in that family i have game pass so i just download a shit ton of games from that and play it there like the the things that they've been doing to make you feel comfortable in that ecosystem and the ways that they're trying to ease you into that ecosystem i think are really really smart yeah they uh also are adding in uh ea play is it called <laughs> so, yeah yeah i mean adding ea play to game pass and having a, another huge library is a another huge win. i just keep adding mm-hmm. value to that that subscription service and the fact that you can now play a bunch of the different uh ea sports games you can play dead space you can play mass effect anthem if you like it <laughs> dragon age you know there's a whole bunch of stuff on there right um star wars <laughs> so like to have that big library and the fact that you'll be able to potentially use uh use x cloud as well <laughs> and be able to like i just think that's really cool like you mentioned a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago how like the, f- the nice thing about x cloud is that you can try a game out without having to download it too and mm-hmm. uh i just think that's so true I think that is a, a great way for people to try all these different games. And yeah, they might not play the best on your phone. Maybe they'll be a little delayed on all your inputs or something, but it's going to be a, a great way to go. Okay. Now I kind of get what this game's like. Now I can imagine what it would be like if I, it actually, <laughs> if it worked perfectly and maybe mm-hmm. you want to download and it. For some games that doesn't matter at all. Like I know you said you're playing wasteland three. Um, yeah, that seems like the kind <laughs> of game where if you're not into that genre, like both of us, you know, you're, taking a risk like don't even necessarily want to download it that's a game that will play perfectly fine with like over x cloud because it's a it's a tactical rpg like that's not really 
you, you don't need that like twitch like one millisecond input lag like and it'd be like, so good with touch Apex controls if it had touch controls yeah it yeah. would work perfect it would there would be no issues with touch controls oh. Like, that's why I wish remote play actually worked well on PS4. Like, I remember when I was playing Persona 5, I, was, I tried playing on my phone. I'm like, man, this sucks. Like, this is <laughs> this is a horrible way to play this game. But, like, if the streaming actually worked half decent, like, that would have been great. Because, I mean, it's Persona. Like, there's no need to have any sort of, like, even if it has, like, a second input lag, <laughs> it's still playable because it's a, it's a turn-based RPG. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, it's... I those announcements made me very excited for what Xbox is doing this next gen. And it just it furthers their strategy of just trying to get people in, making it affordable, having great value. The like 25 bucks a month um, Xbox all access plan, I think, is really brilliant because it lets people who maybe even even for that 300 bucks can't drop that. But twenty five dollars a month, you get the console, you get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and it's cheaper than just buying those all right like outright i think that's that's really 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 smart yeah i mean the fact that you can like you said buy uh, get it for 25 bucks a month and game pass ultimate's already like 15 mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're paying for two yeah. years and then they got you using their service for two years and then mm-hmm. once two years is up do you think that someone who's been using it for two years is going to just go I don't want any of these games anymore. <laughs> like, I think there's a yeah, pretty good yeah. chance people are going to, I think the retention after that will be high. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we beat that one to death as well. Now um, don't have anything else uh, from me. Uh, maybe we could just wrap up the show. We're a little bit shorter than normal. Uh, well, for normal what uh, hour, you want to talk about what we've been playing? I don't think we've I've just been playing yet. Wasteland 3 still. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a ton of time, but when I have time, I'm playing that. Still fun. I wish it had uh, a touch controls, like I just said, on the phone. If I could mm-hmm. play that through Ultimate and streaming and play it on the phone with the touch screen, it would be so perfect. <laughs> so perfect for that. Turn-based, being able to just, like, everything you do in that game is either clicking, right-clicking, or dragging. So, like... Mm-hmm. There's no reason. It worked pretty well, yeah. Yeah. How um, about you? Yeah, so I, the last few days, definitely haven't been able to play much. Like I said, my all my consoles have been disconnected. I just plugged them back in like a half hour ago or a half hour before we started. Mm. Um, so I can't start playing again. Um, but uh, before that, I was playing uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 Remake, which oh. um, I, I really like it. Um, I never played any of the originals, so I don't have any real nostalgia for the series, but I know people were saying this is like one of the best remakes ever made. So I was like, okay, like I'm in. I'll try it out. I like skate culture. I like that aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really good. I, <laughs> I like it a lot. It definitely is good, even separated from the nostalgia. Um, and I think like one of the things that does really, really well is modernizing not just the game from like a purely gameplay mechanics perspective um but also modernizing just like kind of modernizing skate culture in a way like there's a lot of things it does to make it more just fitting in 2020 like it has um in like the creative skater thing it has like non-binary gender options it has lots of options for people who aren't just like white dudes like it has it has these things that are really, really great, like an inclusive. Um, That's cool. It has the first trans skater in the series, which is awesome. 
Um, it, uh, I remember hearing a story about, um, one of the moves that was named after a skater is called like the mute slide or something. And then they changed the name to be named just after the guy, because he's not mute. Like it doesn't really make sense for it to be called that. So the fact that they're modernizing just not just like the mechanics, but the actual, like more meta stuff around the game is really, 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 really cool to me. I think, I think it's great. Um, and then, yeah, the actual mechanics, like it feels great. I mean, (laughs) I don't need to say that the game's very popular for a reason. Um, (laughs) soundtrack's awesome. It looks great. Um, I've been playing more Ultra Kill, which I was talking about last week. I fucking adore that game. Like the <laughs> the more I play it, the more I love it. <laughs> yeah. I so I finished all the content that's in it right now. Mm-hmm. It's an early access, so the developer is just releasing it like act by act, basically. So Act One I've completed. I'm waiting on Act Two very, very impatiently. <laughs> um, I so my game of the year that the like list this year has been um like half-life alex on top oh do we want to get into this now maybe we should do this okay well i'm just i'm just i'm just like like half-life alex last of us part two and then doom eternal at number three Mm. but i seriously think this is a better game than doom eternal like as far as one of my favorite games this year this is solidly up there like it has the best boss fights i've ever played or not ever played the boss fights i've played since probably metal gear rising revengeance which is such an insanely high bar like the boss fights in that game is platinum at their best. It's <laughs> insane. Like I, I don't want to spoil it in case people play it. I just like <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I cannot recog- I cannot like. It's so good. It's so good. Like the the environment design is just off the chain. Like it's so weird, and it breaks so many conventions that the genre usually has. Things like you know, like when there's like a big like chain gun in games like that, they always like you right click. And then it like spins up. That's like it's alternate fire. Maybe it has like a big like ultra fire ability or whatever. Um, but in here, it it's alternate fires. It has like this ball that it shoots that attracts bullets to it and then like explodes and shoots like nails and stuff everywhere. Hmm. And like it just has these really, really interesting takes on established things in it. And it feels so different from things like Doom or Quake or um, what was the one that came out recently? Dusk. Um it's I, I just cannot recognize or uh, recommend this game enough. It is such it, it's just so good. Oh, it's good. Um, <laughs> I, like it. It's so good. I remember <laughs> I was like I was texting my partner while playing it just like all caps, like 20 messages. Like what the like this just keeps getting better. How the <laughs> fuck does this game keep getting better? Like one of the most insanely cool boss fights I've ever played. Um, it's yeah. Cannot recommend that game enough. Um, yeah, I don't think i have an indie game recommendation this week just because i haven't had much time to play and really i don't think it stuff. needs to be a weekly thing but it, it, it this mm-hmm. is a platform where we can bring up something that we find really interesting mm-hmm. that we don't mm-hmm. think enough people have heard of right yeah so that's what's my, really my, cool my pick this. my pick for this week is ultra kill again, again. perfect <laughs> <laughs> recommending it but this time twice as strong if you didn't listen to me last episode <laughs> to play it you should really listen to me now um i agree yeah. And I've been I've been replaying Act One now under like harder difficulty, and it's like it's just ramping the fun up even more for me. Like now that I understand the mechanics pretty yeah. well, being able to like really just go all out, like I'm physically sweating sometimes after playing that game <laughs> for like a while. Like it is intense. Well, it's at just that been hard hot difficulty. lately. <laughs> yeah, that too. But like, and and it's this beautiful thing too because it's such like a simple game from an aesthetic standpoint mm-hmm. that um it loads instantly like there's no loading screens in the entire game 
And so like one of my big turnoffs in Doom Eternal, as far as playing it at like really high levels goes, is whenever you die, you have to wait like 30 seconds or whatever to jump back in. And that just sort of like, I don't know, it like when when I have to when I feel like I'm wasting time on harder difficulties, I'm less inclined to actually do that which is why like that souls formula kind of doesn't click for me as much. But with this, it's that Celeste sort of thing where you die and you jump right in. Like there's See, no loading time or anything. You just die. Boom. Yeah, die, I, boom, I boom, think boom. that you uh, play a level like 20 plus times, but and then eventually it all just clicks enough and then you can beat it and it feels so good. Yeah, I think that's a pacing thing. Uh, Cause when you have mm-hmm. like games like doom, I, I haven't, that's the only one I've played, but like when you have games that are fast paced like that and then you, it ends and then you're sitting there. Yeah, it just kills that like <laughs> adrenaline rush that yeah. you have. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I'm planning on actually today uh, doing a bit of uh, either streaming or recording a little later. For I've been at work just thinking about a lot of GameCube games and specifically mm. Mario Sunshine and a whole bunch, like pretty much every Zelda up to like Twilight Princess available on GameCube. <laughs> uh, mm. Just about. And uh, I've just been like having a huge desire to play. A bunch of old GameCube games, uh, and just like hear the music, kind of play them again. Just like mm-hmm. I want some happiness and some like little little Nick joy, I guess. <laughs> again, <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just start like not really any plan of like hundred percenting anything or like not necessarily rushing, but also kind of just like going through at my normal Nick pace, <laughs> and just kind of like I'm just gonna go through this game then this game and then this game and just start going through a bunch of these that i've been wanting to play for a while and i keep putting off for no reason other than made a priority so that's something i'm planning on playing soon but not any indie stuff <laughs> yeah 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 if you if you do that star fox assault i'm not sure if you've played it that's i don't like, have it <laughs> it's 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 yeah actually i don't know if it's good or not i haven't played that since i was <laughs> like a child so I it could be bad for all I know. I liked a lot of really shitty games when I was younger. Um, but <laughs> that that's one of my favorites from that era. What I have here. I kind of want to play some uh, some Mario Sunshine. I want to play some Pokemon XD Gale Darkness. <laughs> I'll probably stick around a bit with Smash Bros Melee again. And oh, uh, of course, uh, definitely Zelda Four, Wind Waker. Got the uh, like. Ocarina of Time and Master Quest collection, so Ooh. I kind of want to play the Master Quest version because I've only done wow. that once on the 3DS. That'd be then I got Oc- well, I guess Majora's Mask on the collector. Uh, mm-hmm. But I really want to play through those. Try the Princess. There'll be a lot of Zelda, and then my brother has uh, Metroid Prime One and Two, so I want to mm. play through That's that. A good one, yeah. Um, he's borrowing. I have that trilogy uh, collection for the, and I want mm-hmm. and I want to take that back at some point and play through all three of those uh with the control that was so nice mm-hmm. uh but i'll play the first two on but yeah i just kind of like that's going to take a lot of time to go through all those but i really yeah, want to i really want to play through them again and i i think they are shorter than i remember them like i think mm-hmm. if i play through some of these games now it wouldn't take as long like maybe mario would take a while just cause you have to collect enough stars <laughs> sprites but i don't know i don't even think i'd finish pokemon uh jump into it (laughs) yeah that's kind of kind of what i'm looking at yeah uh, let's let's end the show for now um which a couple minutes under an hour perfect in my opinion um 
So for everyone watching or listening, thank you. Uh, our show is available on Spotify and iTunes. If it's on more things, I'm just not educated yet. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's the two places to find us. Screen peeking both of them. And uh, yeah, uh, Liggy, do you have anything to plug here before we sign um, off? The I mentioned this last time or last episode. But uh, the like Portal 2 stream I was talking about, the edit for that is up on my YouTube channel, just Ziggy Hickson. Mm -hmm. uh, you can watch that. I think I'm doing, I might be doing another episode of, like, I might be going through the campaign a little bit more today. Um, we'll see on that. Uh, but yeah, just follow my Twitch, twitch.tv slash Ziggy Hickson. You can find me, follow me there. If you're watching this, you <laughs> likely already follow me, but uh, might as well plug anyway. Uh, I think that's it. You never know. Me. Okay, great. It's true. It's true. <laughs> well, I think the whole point is you, we want people who to start watching uh, episodes. And uh, for me, like uh, I'm super open to constructive criticism of any kind. So uh, I like I'm having a blast just trying to work on the art for if you're watching the YouTube version, just like having the little frames around here and the background animation and all the other stuff, and like just trying to make something interesting to look at but not distracting. <laughs> So, uh, mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff's fun, and yeah. If anyone has any constructive criticism, comment. And uh, um, with that, have a great rest of your day. And, uh, stay healthy out there. Bye. Bye.